not feeling it. We can do a cold open. Yeah, we could do a cold open. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about? I mean, that's the point of a cold open is that you jump right into the conversation. You're listening to Advancing Education, the Alberta Student Podcast, where we talk about student issues, news, we conduct interviews, we do all sorts of other kinds of things like that. My name is Emmanuel Barker, and I'll be your host. Stay tuned for the rest of the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of Advancing Education. If you've listened to the earlier episodes, you'll remember that I mentioned that we wanted to release a couple different kinds of episodes. Mostly we wanted to focus on issues that affect students, but we also wanted to introduce something that we were going to call the news episodes. This is going to be one of those. We're going to introduce a a good friend of ours of the organization from the British Columbia Federation of Students to talk about their upcoming campaign known as Knockout Interest. I hope you enjoy the interview with Tanisha Clausen, chairperson of the BCFS, and our discussion on the Knockout Interest campaign. That'll be coming up shortly. I just just want to touch on a couple of things here first. Um, One of them being that student loan interest is affected by both the province and the federal government. So depending on which province you're in, Interest is applied to your provincial student loan, but interest is also applied to your federal student loan. And when, in Alberta, the new government decided to make a couple of changes post-McKinnon panel review, known as the Blue Ribbon panel, they decided to increase the interest on Alberta student loans because the federal government had decreased the interest on, on federal student loans. So... Students in Alberta are in kind of the same spot that they used to be as long as they had both kinds of loans collected at the same time, which most students do, although not everybody. That's a little bit of a side note on how interest is collected, and shortly coming up here, we'll have the interview with Tanisha. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to my interview with Tanisha Clausen, chairperson of the BCFS. Tanisha, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing really well. So what's going on these days vis-a-vis knockout interest? Yeah, we right now in, in BC, but also you know across the country, we are really focusing on our knockout interest campaign, which is about eliminating interest on the federal portion of student loans. So here in BC, a couple years ago, Um, The B.C. government eliminated interest on the provincial portion of student loans, but students soon realized that that only covered about 40 percent of the of the student loans that they got and that the the other 60 percent was through the federal government. Right. So after after seeing that and after our organization um, had been out of the federal the federal scope for a few years, we decided that we we owed it to our members to to look into how we can how we can advocate for them on the federal level and advocating for the elimination of interest on student loans seemed like a, a really prudent next step. Um, so so that's kind of how it, it started and now we're we're really just trying to push to make this um, you know potentially an election issue. Yeah, totally. So how long have you been up to this? Yeah, we started the campaign about two years ago, like I said, after the the BC government eliminated interest on student loans, but you know, there's a there's a handful of other provinces that have done it as well. And then in, in the last two years, we've just been trying to push. We've had a few wins. They've uh, lowered the the amount of interest charged on student loans. And most recently, they 
um, put a freeze on the accrual of interest on student loans for 2021-2022. So we know it's definitely on the government's radar, and we know that other parties like the NDP and the the Greens federally, you know, they're promising free education, which, you know, a stepping stone to that includes elimination of interest. So we know (laughs) that we've got a couple parties that are – sympathetic to the issue, which which makes it a lot easier for us to kind of push it. Yeah. The cost of borrowing on student loans in this interest situation is kind of uh, unique kind of to loans because in, in most circumstances, you could theoretically default on a loan that you've got, but on um, student loans, it's impossible to default. And that, and that kind of calls into question why the interest is in place at all. And if the interest is in place on most loans in order to compensate the lender for potential defaulting loans, especially on a huge program like student loans or a different kind of program, um, it doesn't make sense to have those that, that interest rate on the loans for federal student loans because you just cannot default on them, right? Like if you fail to make your payments, those those withdrawals get, your, your, your um, income gets garnished. I mean, the federal government has been pretty decent about it in the sense that I, I think the limit is... You don't get. Um, you don't have to make repayments until you make twenty five thousand annually. I think that's correct. But it's it's um, it it really calls the whole question of interest, you know, up up for debate. And I stand firmly with the BCFS, and so does ASAC on the knockout interest campaign because it just doesn't make sense to us. So um, why don't you tell us what you've been working on most recently? Yeah. Um but just for a second to touch on what what you just said it really doesn't make sense like there is so much student debt unaccounted for in the federal government that like adding the interest on obviously it is not the incentive that they meant it to be uh it it doesn't create an incentive for people to pay it off it just makes it even harder um for for people to pay back their loans but I digress. Um yeah, some of the things that we're that we're working on, you know, within these last 2 years we have really done um, a big push to try and get other students unions from other provinces signed on to the campaign because obviously we are we are just a provincial organization. Um, federal the federal government um, is going to listen to us more if we have more student students from more places behind this campaign, um, not just us as as a component in BC. So, so who have you years, got so far? Yeah, so far we've gotten um, a handful of schools in Alberta. Um, We've got um, some folks in Saskatchewan. And then most recently we have gotten quite a bit of pickup from students' unions in Ontario, um, which is really great. So so in total we have, um, including like the the provincial organizations and things like that that have endorsed the campaign, we've got uh, over 725,000 students represented under this campaign, which is a huge number. Um, yeah, that's pretty and, incredible, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and I think it really packs a punch too, right? So, you know, we've got a lot of representation here in the in the western provinces, but now picking up um, some folks from Ontario that that are supporting the campaign, I think it's really going to help us in in pushing this campaign forward. Um, so, since we've had such such big pickup. And since, you know, the the pundits are all talking about the fact that there's likely going to be a federal election sometime this year, um, whether it's in the spring or it's in the fall after more vaccines roll out, um, there's likely going to be one this year. So we decided to try and capitalize on on both of those things happening and and decided to organize a, a week of action that is 
happening um, February 8th to 12th. So this is a way for us to to get all of the, the students that have backed this campaign in the last couple of years together and really do a unified push, try and get our message out in the media to the politicians and, and see what we can do about getting this in, into platform. Yeah, so that'll be things like a social media campaign and op-eds written into newspapers and ads put into digital newspapers and things like that? Yeah, yeah. So those are all different things that that folks across the country are doing. Um, Some folks are doing um, a sort of open letter, but as a video to the prime minister. Um, And they've they've gathered folks that are former students, grandparents, high school teachers, uh, professors, all sorts of folks to get together being like, you know, this isn't just an issue that affects, you know, people in their early 20s. This is something that affects everybody. Um, So there's there's things like that happening. Yeah, people are writing op-eds. People are getting endorsements from, like, labor councils and chambers of commerce, um, writing letters to their MPs, trying to, to make meetings, um, banner drops, all sorts of different things that, that I think are, are really exciting and, and kind of thinking outside the box of, of regular sort of campaign techniques that we would have been able to do if, if it weren't for the pandemic, people are getting really creative and I think it's going to be really exciting and draw a lot of attention. Yeah, I think so too. And you know, we've, we've got a lot of conversations going right now with the provincial government where we're always talking about how student debt isn't just young person debt, it's family debt. And as people come to graduate and try to, you know, insert themselves into the economy and buy houses and cars and, and get good jobs, like their debt follows them around and really limits the amount of the the sort of leeway they have to prosper in a new economy entering as a recent graduate. So cutting the student interest is one part of making that process a little bit easier and something I think that is almost, uh, you know, and I see it as like a, as a good faith sort of movement because if there's so much investment from students and from graduates into the country that removing interest is a a good step in I think supporting them we have kind of an interesting circumstance in Alberta where once the federal government decided to reduce the amount of interest uh, collected on federal student loans the province introduced a um an increase to the to the interest, so Albertan students are kind of in the same spot. But it 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 hits it hits home that the interest has a has a big impact on every student collecting loans. And remember that that only affects students who can't afford to pay their tuition outright or whose parents don't pay their tuition outright. This is only on lenders, people who are potentially seeking needs based grants or supporting other people as they're going through school. Yeah, and I think the the part that gets missed too, like obviously there is this this very human aspect to it of like how it impacts people on on the personal level. But um, like you said, students and and recent graduates are people that are really, you know, trying to contribute to the economy and and they can't when, when all of this debt is, is weighing them down. Like if you do the math, like even if you're just taking the interest um, from student loan payments, if you're thinking about somebody in a small town and maybe that interest is 50 bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever they're, likely going to be spending that at a, at a local business and putting that into local economy, into small businesses. Um, you know, it, the, the numbers don't necessarily translate the same to somebody who's living in like maybe like Calgary or, or Vancouver. But, you know, when you are putting this money back into people's pockets from, from smaller towns, um, those are, that's where it's going to make the biggest difference. And, 
um, I think people tend to forget about that. They they often think, you know, oh, it's students. You got to go through the motions of being a broke student. You have to do like X, Y, and Z. It's 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 part of it. It builds character. Um, but they don't think about how it how it restricts people from from participating in the economy, participating in you know getting married, buying a house, buying a car. Like these are all things that um, stop people from from doing that. So it really is an economic argument as much as it's um, you know a values based argument. Not to mention we're in a totally different economy than we were when those people are making jokes about you just got to eat ramen for a few years and then you can re-enter the workforce. Like when my dad came. First of all, my dad's really old, but. When my dad was in university at the U of S in Saskatchewan, he, I mean, it was possible that you could pay part of your tuition or all of your tuition by driving your grain truck up to the agricultural department and having it put on a scale and the the weight of the grain that you donated towards your tuition would would go to paying off your school, (laughs) you know, like it's just a, it's a totally different economy. Like, and, and I think that especially now, given the sort of economic hardships we're going through, it it becomes more and more obvious how much that impacts it. Like if your focus is on small businesses, there are people who make use of small businesses and it's people who are in school. It is recent graduates. It is young people, those early adopters who really want to take that up. And you'll see that anytime economic recovery is, is brought up, one of the first things that financial advisors will tell you is to try and clear out your debt as fast as possible. And if the debt is being held by the government and the interest in the country is also held by the government, like it makes sense that they would at the least delay or remove the interest, but delay the repayments, I think is also a safe bet. And we know that the federal government and the provincial governments did unite to do that for, for a six month period during the first lockdown. But you know, COVID is worse than it ever was then. And there's no better time to have that you know, student loan repayment deferral, even for another short period, couldn't couldn't fall better at a better time for economic recovery through post secondary, through those early adopters, students, graduates who make use of those small businesses. And you'll see that the economic recovery incentive was also taken up by new president um, Joe Biden. One of the very first things he did was defer student loan payments. I mean, their economy, like ours, is in a very difficult spot because of COVID. And if that was the smart, if that was the smartest thing that they knew to do. Maybe we should follow in those tracks as well. That's kind of where I stand. We're getting a little bit further away from interest, but um, I want to well, invite you to, to to throw something in there. Yeah, I was I was just going to say that, you know, when when we're talking about interest, people often, you know, it's, it's very easy to conflate it with with student debt generally. Um, and obviously, in a perfect world, we could we could forgive all student debt. That would be, you know, a utopia. But I, I think it's important to to stress to people that we at at this point are only asking for the elimination of interest on student loans, which is really a drop in the bucket compared to you know student debt in this country at large. Um, the the federal government, um, I believe the the parliamentary budget office um, released a costing note about how much it, it would cost to eliminate interest on student loans, which is you know another really good sign <laughs> that we are we're in the right lane here. Um, and it was just over three hundred million dollars, I believe, which really you know <laughs> for for a government the size of Canada's is is not much. Um, and when every government is going into debt right now anyways, um, we might as well try and do things to to support students. So I really think we're on the right track here, and we really aren't asking for much. Um, 
again, obviously it would be so awesome if we could just eliminate student debt and have free education, you know, maybe one day in our lifetime. But well, the right idea we're, that we're dealing with record unemployment, you know, and a, a, a devastating economy, but students are still being required to pay back, you know, two, three, four, five, six hundred dollars a month on their student loans. At the very mm -hmm. least, that $300 million commitment from the federal government to forgive or to cease collecting interest seems like, as you mentioned, a drop in the bucket on something that could have a real important economic impact for not just the students and the recent graduates who are dealing with that debt, that longstanding 10-year debt for their education, but the economy, which benefits from those graduates but doesn't benefit the graduates until after they've repaid their debt. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah. So I want to thank you so much. I, I, I want to give you the opportunity to add anything else in there before we uh, move on. But let me first say how much I appreciate you coming on the show and talking about knockout interest. And I want to say that I'm really proud to be able to support the knockout interest campaign. You and I just had a conversation earlier or an email conversation earlier on where ASEC has also committed to doing a part in the knockout interest campaign. We're going to be supporting some ads in local CBC websites, and we're going to be doing a social media campaign as well for the week of action. So I'm excited for that. But if you have anything else you'd like to add at the end, um, feel free, go at it. Yeah, I thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. And folks can can check out the knockout interest website, which is just knockoutinterest.ca. There's a lot of information on there and a, um, a place where you can send an email to Justin Trudeau asking for the elimination of interest. Um, but people can also, you know, check out our, our social media, the BCFS on, on most things. Um, to, to see what people are up to. We're going to spend a lot of our time during the week of action trying to um, promote and, and show off the things that the different students' unions are doing um, and all the interesting kind of outreach work that they're going to be doing on the ground. So uh, if you want to keep up with what's happening on the week of action, then the BCFS on like Twitter and Instagram is the, is the best place to go. All right on. And since we're contributing to that as well, we'll be available to everybody. Um, in addition to those contacts, if you want to reach out to us or be a part of the Alberta part of that movement, you can contact us at albertastudents.ca. Okay. Thank you so much, Tanisha, for joining the show. Um, and for, for being a part of this, this movement to get rid of student interest, uh, student loan interest. I want to thank you so much again for joining us and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. And with the end of the interview, you've reached the end of the first ever Advancing Education News episode. So if you want to be a part of the Knockout Interest campaign, check out their website at knockoutinterest.ca or you can follow the BCFS at at the BCFS on Twitter. They have a lot of other social media handles too. If you want to check them out, they use mostly the same tags. Um, you can also reach us at albertastudents.ca for more information on the kind of campaigns that we run or our participation in the Knockout Interest campaign. But for sure, stay tuned to more episodes of Advancing Education if you enjoyed this one. Thank you.